You're tuned to the Sports Central with Corey Geiger on State College's ESPN Radio 1450 and Altoona's ESPN Radio 1430 WVAM. All right, let's talk some college hoops. Got my pal Bob Long from Bob Long Sports, a good website. He's a broadcaster. He's he's doing something pretty cool going to the Final Four. I'll, I'll let him explain it, but it's pretty cool. If you're a sports fan, a college basketball fan, this is the kind of thing you would want to do if you're going to the Final Four. What what are you up to, Bob? Share your story. Well, Corey, it's, it's first of all great to be back on the show. Appreciate you having me. And uh, I'd what you... I'm what you call the uh, I'm on the road, really on the road to the Final Four. I'm driving down to Houston uh, as we speak, and I'm excited to get down there. It's going to be a wonderful atmosphere. It's actually my first Final Four for all the things that I've been a part of over the past how many ever years I've been doing this. This is my first time going down to a Final Four, and uh, it's going to be a great experience because what we're doing is we're putting together a documentary of our team's trip to the Final Four. Uh, it's, it's me, Bob Long, uh, hence the name Bob Long Sports, and another colleague of mine, Kevin McClernand, who's coming from Colorado. He sits out in Denver, and we're going to essentially – put together a production to show what goes into the Final Four and, uh, and things that go on outside of the building because there's really an untold story of all the amenities, all the attractions that go on outside NRG Stadium, and we're excited to be a part of it. I like that. That's a great idea. How'd you come upon that idea? Well, you know, first I was going down there. I mean, it was irrespective of whether we were doing anything uh, with the broadcast, and I said, let's do something unique. I mean, we have an outlet, we have a way to distribute this message, and we think we can do a good job and tell a good story. And so uh, that's kind of how we stumbled upon the idea. All right, so let's get to the games. I'm curious. Uh, I started to pose this question a little bit earlier, and I kind of held off. I wanted to ask you specifically. Uh, look, everybody knows I'm a Syracuse fan, so I'm extremely interested in one of these two games. Um, sure. But let me ask you this. You went to Penn State. You're familiar with this area. We've got Syracuse, North Carolina. But on the other side, we've got Villanova, which is from from the Philly area. And then we've got Oklahoma. Which game do you think people from here are more interested in? I would have to say Villanova, Oklahoma. I I understand the point you're getting at and Syracuse being – close and, and having that appeal, especially an ACC versus another ACC school. But I just get the feeling that two versus two, um, a fantastic scorer in Buddy Heald, best player in the country, uh, versus Villanova, a team right down the road in Philadelphia, a team that Pat Chambers has had to recruit against and will continue to for years down the road. So I think for those few reasons, I think they'll be looking forward to the Villanova versus Oklahoma game more. That said, If in the second game Syracuse keeps it tight at the half and the zone defense is limiting the number of possessions and and we'll see if they're going to be able to rebound the basketball out of that zone against the best rebounding team in the country. But if they can keep it close, then all of a sudden all eyes clearly turn to that and uh, it could be a great nightcap. See, it's interesting. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just throwing this out for the sake of discussion. Um I would tend to believe that more people here. I would tend to believe we have as many or more Syracuse fans here than we have Villanova fans. I don't know 
because this part of our state, this this fascinates me. This about how big this state is. This part of our state vastly does not associate with Philadelphia. And I, I mean, I've look. Maybe it's because people know I'm a Syracuse fan, but I've encountered <laughs> way more Syracuse fans here. Um, in my 17 years, then I have Villanova fans, and I think North Carolina is a national program that would have as many fans anywhere as as Oklahoma. So again, I, your perspective is is interesting, and that might be the better game ultimately. Um, but I, I am curious. Maybe we'll take some phone calls on it in a little bit. I would be curious to find out maybe what the majority of sports fans in Central and Western PA w- w- would um, lean toward, because again. There are some Villanova fans here, but I just don't know that this region associates with Villanova, Philly, in many ways. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. I understand where you're coming from. Um, And you would know, certainly from spending more time there, um, than I would about the Syracuse. I'll admit I didn't think that there was that big of a Syracuse following, and I'm sure part of that was bred by the fact that what we've talked about on this show many times when I've come on, Corey, is that Penn State hasn't necessarily given the reason to deviate from, say, past allegiances. Right, right. And that's kind of what it comes down to. I've, I've talked about that before, that people here have to find a national program somewhere else. And so, you know, to me, Carolina, Georgetown, uh, Kansas, uh, I've encountered a lot of fans here that, uh, and certainly Syracuse would be among the, the top ones. But I'll save the Syracuse-Carolina matchup for second um let's go to villanova oklahoma i thought it was highway robbery that denzel valentine was voted the ap player of the year yesterday over buddy hill now buddy hill did get the united states basketball writers association player of the year today um but uh to me there have been a few instances in my life where a guy has carried a team to a national championships. Glenn Rice in 89 with Michigan, Danny Manning in 88 with Kansas, um, Kimball Walker a few years ago with UConn. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buddy Hield is the kind of guy, to me, I think he's the single best player in the country in this tournament. Um, and, and if he goes off for 35 or 40, he, he can will Oklahoma to win that game. Yeah, he's, he's the best player in the country. I completely agree. It should have been a clean sweep in terms of the, the basketball player of the year, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And he's going to be a very, very tough matchup. And the biggest matchup of this game is who Villanova can put on him defensively. And I think it comes down to two guys, whether it's Josh Hart, who will be a starter and is maybe the best player on that Villanova team. You could talk about Archer Diacono and you could talk about Jenkins sort of in the second half of the season in that discussion. But will it be a guy like Hart? He has some length, a great athlete. Or could it be the freshman, Mikkel Bridges, coming off the bench? He has more length than Josh Hart, is a better pure defender, and generally just puts energy out on the floor, hustle. Uh, I wonder if he could really guard Buddy Heald for a full, full 40 minutes. But I think that you will see a mix of Josh Hart and Mikkel Bridges on Heald, and that will be an interesting matchup because of the size that those two guys can put on him. 
I did not think Villanova could beat Kansas in a low-scoring game. I thought they could beat them 80-78. to I didn't think they could beat them 64-59 to because I think of Villanova first and foremost as an uh, offensive juggernaut kind of team and kind of program with the way they shoot and their offensive efficiency. The fact that they won 64-59 against what I thought was the best team in the country in Kansas really was shocking to me. So um, I-, I guess for me, all bets are kind of off with Villanova. I I think they can beat Oklahoma 80 to 78, but if they have to beat them 65 to 63, I guess I have to acknowledge they could do that as well. Yeah, what they've done this year that's been much better than other years is they have won in a variety of ways. And you talked about winning 82 to 78 type games. That has been their calling card in years past. But what's different this year is they've been in the top 15 of the offensive and defensive efficiency ratings for Ken Palm for the first time in in perhaps uh, the last decade and perhaps when Jay Wright has been a coach. They've been able to slow the basketball down. They play methodical. They'll play a game with a ton of possessions. They'll play a game with not so many, and they're comfortable playing any type of basketball game. And I think that speaks to the versatility of the guys on the floor and the fact that they have a bona fide big man in Daniel Ochefu down low, something that while they've had in spurts, they haven't had consistency, uh, consistently, I should say, over the last 10 years uh, with Jay Wright. And I think that has been the biggest buoy this year. All right, I'm going to take Oklahoma. Um, I just think Oklahoma's a better team. Who, who would you pick and what kind of a game would you foresee? Corey, I was surprised to see Villanova favored coming into this game. I, I have too. to be honest, I was. Uh, you start to look at some of the interesting factors. Is the Dome going to have anything to do with the fact that Oklahoma is a pure shooting team? Uh, where will the big man matchup play out, and how will that play out? There's really two for Oklahoma, Kadeem Latin and Ryan Spangler versus the one of Daniel Ochefu, but I think Daniel Ochefu is better in quality. You know, I, I nudge Oklahoma's way as well, but I really don't feel confident about it. I, I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole from a betting perspective if I were a betting man. I, this is really tough, but I lean Oklahoma. All right, uh, Bob Long from Bob Long Sports joining us. He's on his way to the Final Four, the road to the Final Four, as he put it. And It's a neat idea to have uh, a documentary on everything that goes along with the Final Four. All right, the game that means much more to me is Syracuse and North <laughs> Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is favored by about nine. Most everyone in this country is picking North Carolina, and that's perfectly fine. I'm picking North Carolina. I think North Carolina is the best team that's left. I think they're going to win the whole thing. But what's interesting to me is this. This dynamic that's out there of people who feel like Syracuse should not have been in the tournament. Syracuse is lucky to get this far. Syracuse had a miracle win against Virginia, and Syracuse is going to get the hell beat out of them by North Carolina. That, that, that's what I hear. That's the sense I get from people that Syracuse is some lucky fly-by-night team that has no business being here, that, oh, my God, this is, this is crazy. This is NC State 1983. And what I tell people is wake the hell up. This team has McDonald's All-Americans. This team has a first-team All-ACC guard who's an NBA player in Michael Benajay. This team lost at North Carolina by five a month ago and was leading with a couple minutes to go. This team led North Carolina for 30 minutes in the matchup at Syracuse. Maybe North Carolina houses them by 12 or 15, Bob. 
but to me, this notion that Syracuse is just thankful to be here and now take your lumps from North Carolina, I, I just think is coming from people who don't understand what college basketball is about. Well, you, you took a lot of, and you, elo- you, you put it very well, very eloquently, a lot of the points that I was going to mention. You mentioned Benajay as an NBA player. Listen, there could be three, depending upon how things go, uh, you know, this year and the next year for some of the younger guys. I mean, Lydon could be an NBA player. There's no doubt about that. And the way that those guys have played over the last month, couple weeks, it has been very, very impressive. I don't know how this one's going to end up, and I think really what it comes down to is going to be foul trouble. Syracuse, Corey, as you know, have, they have five guys that play 30 minutes or more a game. So there really isn't the depth there versus Carolina that, that has about eight guys that play 20 minutes or more. And so you saw what happened with Notre Dame, the lack of size inside and the lack of depth in general. Zach August picks up a couple of quick fouls, and all of a sudden the game turns on its side. And that's a game I think Notre Dame actually played very well. And to a man, I think they'd tell you the same thing. And they still got beat pretty good. So if Syracuse and the zone lends itself to this, if Syracuse can stay out of foul trouble and keep those five guys on the floor, keep a short bench, I think that's their chance. I'm going Carolina 77-71. So I think Carolina wins. But again, Carolina is not a good three-point shooting team for forever. Uh, the way to beat Syracuse is to knock down a bunch of perimeter shots, especially from three. Because the only team, the only team in this country that has dissected the zone uh, with any degree of consistency has been Pitt, and that's Jamie Dixon. The way <laughs> Jamie right. Dixon has attacked the zone has been masterful forever. Now, Roy Williams has faced the zone. Jim Bayon beat him at Kansas in the 03 National Championship game. But I don't, hey, look, I just don't think, I don't think North Carolina is going to be able to get the ball within six, eight feet all that consistently or, or certainly with any degree of, e- uh, of easiness, uh, I think Syracuse is going to force them to hit 15-foot jumpers and beyond, and Carolina's going to have to hit seven, eight, nine threes to yeah. win. So I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced Carolina can do those things. Again, as you mentioned, in a dome, when you play in a dome, the cavernous you know, backgrounds, yep. it's a much di- – Syracuse plays its home games in a dome. So it, and that's, it, Carolina does too, the Dean Dome, but it's not quite as big as the Carrier Dome. That's exactly right, and, and this is different than either of those domes. Carolina is just an NBA-sized arena. Syracuse, obviously a football stadium, but they still have the people behind the baskets closer, so the depth perception isn't as off as NRG Stadium will be. I mean, you hear guys talk about it all the time. You come off the screen, you try to catch – and find the rim, it's like looking into the ocean, and it does become very difficult. You know, I think that will be a factor this weekend, and one way or another it will play itself out. Bryce Johnson is the guy that's going to have to step up and hit those 15-footers because if you can get it to the middle of the zone and hit that shot, that opens up everything. Yeah. Uh, and I think whether he can hit those shots will be huge. And I'll take a quick detour, Corey, because I know we – both seem to pick Oklahoma and North Carolina. But, you know, just for a second, you as a Syracuse guy, imagine an old-school Big East national championship between Villanova and Syracuse. I mean, wouldn't that just be something else? This is the first year they actually haven't played each other. 
uh, Villanova will kick their ass. <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want to see that. Uh, I want to see if it's Syracuse advancing. I want to see Oklahoma because Villanova. That would be one of those games where Villanova would hit 15 threes and, and win easily. Because um, like I said, I, I think Syracuse matches up way better against Carolina. <laughs> than they, I know what you're saying. It'd be good against the, the, the old Biggie thing, but I, I do not think Syracuse would match up well at all with Villanova. Um, so I'm if, if I'm going to be pulling for Oklahoma in the first one, and uh, if Syracuse can find a way to win it, I, I, I think Syracuse beats Oklahoma. Uh, I, ju- I don't think Syracuse beats Villanova. You know, the other thing that would be interesting about that game, I know you don't want to see it at all, but if it were Villanova or Syracuse, you'd look at it this way. Either Villanova captures its first national championship since 1985, mm-hmm. or they lose in the national championship, and they, I don't know if you want to say lose their record, but all of a sudden they are no longer the lowest seed to ever win a national championship. That could take place if it's Villanova and Syracuse on Monday night. Yeah, it would be it'd be staggering. Uh, I'm picking Carolina and Oklahoma. Sounds to me like you're picking Carolina and Oklahoma. Enjoy your time over there this weekend. Maybe we can catch up with you again on Monday too, buddy. Absolutely. Just reach out. Happy to. All right, thanks, man. Bob Long. Check out his web website, boblongsports.com, and he'll have a documentary coming up on his uh, travels to the Final Four down in Houston. Appreciate him for joining us.